How's it going, everyone? Welcome to the season three premiere of the Pad Ge- Pan Geekery podcast uh, here on the newly rebranded Geekish Network. And we are a live video podcast celebrating all things geek from an all diverse perspective. What we do <laughs> is we talk about TV, film, video games, books, comic books, all the things covering all the nooks and crannies of fandom. My name is Earl Bayon. I'm an actor improviser here uh, in Los Angeles, California. And the last video game and or novel I finished was uh, the game Little Nightmares. Oh my goodness. Amazing. <laughs> um, hi, everybody. My name is Jennifer Zhang. You can just call me Jen. Um, I am an actor, writer, uh, storyteller, artist, and Twitch streamer. And the last video game I finished, my god, I guess Hades I haven't technically finished, but I did reach the credits. So nice. we'll count that as finished. Hey guys, my name is Caitlin Fay. I'm an actor, writer, a director, and a musician. And I also host this podcast called Pangeekery. You guys should check it out. It's really cool. What is it called? And How do you spell that? It's called Pangeekery. Oh, it out. got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the last novel I finished was Norwegian Wood by Haruki Murakami. Yay! Good stuff. <laughs> uh, and I am Andy Lowe. Uh, I am a director, producer, and uh, puppeteer and other random stuff. Uh, you can find me at Chinese Pirate underscore on all platforms. And uh, what is it? The last video game or novel? Ooh. Um, boy. Uh, I, I guess actually Light of... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I just finished uh, Light of the Jedi, uh, the new um, um, Star Wars High Republic uh, novel that just came out recently. Very cool. Nice. I didn't mean to pick that up. Wow, That's deep geeky. cuts. I thought you were going to say Light of the Seven. Like, <laughs> Whoa, Game of Thrones. I've like, never like, even heard of that. Like, well, they made a, a freaking. Wow. Uh, gosh, yeah, everybody's. It's yeah. a fan film, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the best uh, part of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I know. The part that never really happened in canon. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome back, everybody, to the third. Again, the third season premiere of the pan geekery podcast a really quick uh, shout out to digital click our branding and digital marketing um partners whom you can uh, sh- thank for the uh, snazzy new geekish network logo that you see and uh right there in the uh, thumbnail down there somewhere and uh you will see all their work across all the shows on this brand new geekish network um as you can see uh pan geekery network has been rebranded into the geekish network and uh we have a whole family a whole slew of uh pods ready for your consumption with that consume. out of the way consume, consume. <laughs> with that out of the way how's everybody it's been the on your american break? way i know How oh my god we? it just <laughs> we out here. We out here. We out here surviving. We out here. Um, we're out here hoping that this is not a repeat of 2020, but a new year <laughs> with new possibility and um, yeah, and some but, change. But, 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 but cyberpunk said. dystopia, nonetheless. Cyberpunk, yeah. yes. That, we're, we're getting closer though. to 2077, so. High tech, low life. Yes, it's becoming exactly. a reality. It's it's becoming a thing. I I I want a hollow. That's all I want. Um, <laughs> Looks like you're you're, you're working forward. on the mohawk too, there, uh, Earl. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, it just needs to be purple. Yeah, right. It's it's this thing. My my V looks <laughs> surprisingly like like me, but you know, 
Oh, your V. I was like, like your, your hairline, your <laughs> peak, your chin. I thought okay. I was like the chin, like the. V. And I should know this. Yeah. I play cyberpunk right. along with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> My v. v is very brown, but he has blue hair. So I mean, I don't have blue hair yet. Nice. You nice. will. You will. When a girl yeah. refers to her V, she means something else entirely. So I was. Um, my mind was. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Her virginity. Yeah. Vegas nerve. Her card. Her Valentine's Day. Her Valentine's, Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah. 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 Everything also is. Everything holiday. can be led back to something bad. So I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm her in the shortage. Vendetta. For V's and we're back. um yeah i'm i've i've been busy over break um a little bit of everything a little bit of streaming a little bit of voiceover a little bit of um um promoting a a film at the hawaii international film fest that won the audience award loompy with a vengeance a little bit of that that. little thing yeah hell yeah so um been a busy whatever it's been four four months Cool. Oh, we're yeah. supposed to actually Are we going in order. People. This, Let's yeah. do it. Well, I mean, whatever you want, the so order the bee. I'm not care about our lives. People I'm not draconian here. So. People care. <laughs> That's it. All we wanted to hear was from Earl. <laughs> like, we're so done. next uh, on the agenda, we have a. Um, <laughs> Moving on. Um, uh, welcome back. So go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've just I've also been doing some VO work. I I built a sound studio in my closet. I've been working on more music, surprisingly, even though I'm not a musician by trade. And um, I'm looking to do some more audio description work. And I just finished writing my own film, which will be shot this year. And me and Caitlin will be working on it. So very. We just got two producers on board. Yes, we. Very did. cool. Mm-hmm. Um. Right, so for those who care, um, what have I been doing? Um, I've been working, working, working. Um, I've also, uh, you know, I, I, I was doing casting for a film that I wrote that Jen actually was also casted in. So we just work off each other, you know. No. Uh, we We're just use each nepotism. other. For I know. <laughs> and um, that's going to be in the indie circuit. We're shooting that later this year. I'm also going to act in the film that Jen wrote. Um, what <laughs> else? Why are you laughing? It's true. It's like yin yang. No, it's, it's like it's like yeah. others. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's like we're Team Rocket or something. It's been like this since 2018, yeah, and it ain't one. stopping. So, <laughs> yes. And speaking of Jen and Caitlin collaborations, uh, we are soon to release the first issue in our urban fantasy graphic novel series, The Mask Ooh. of Halia. So you guys should definitely keep out on the lookout for that. Um, yes. And popcorn, Andy. Uh, yeah, so uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, I am also the director of production and casting over at East West Players, which is the longest running theater of color in the nation and the largest professional producer of Asian American theater. So we have just announced our first digital season, which is six plays that will be produced uh, for web distribution, uh, a number of great collaborations with other uh, companies around the country, um, VACT out of uh, out of uh, Vancouver, Canada. Um, let's see here. Who else? Hypocrite Theater out of New York. Um, a, uh, a show that is original um, one person show by Danny Pudi. Um, Danny Pudi. Yeah. Oh my so, God. Uh, a, a lot of really uh, uh, great um 
great projects um, that are coming up and going to making me really quite exhausted. So, <laughs> uh, as we try <laughs> to life. figure out, such as life, Andy. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's also the um, we used to be a theater company. Now we're kind of a film studio. Uh, no one knows oh, what that's bad. like, right? Such is life. Such, Such is yep. life. Such is yep. life in the uh, in the uh, in the Indeed. pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I've been working with um, all the folks here, uh, uh, also on the Pod Squadron podcast, which will be coming back. Um, you know, hold the faith. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. I think nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, Everybody's awesome. so busy and artsy and just like, I don't know, just giving stops. their energy to the world. The grind is perpetual. I mean, this is what we do in LA. That's why we're here, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, we're also low key bragging. So I know. Also um, low key. Hit that in your pipe. This is all just but, but this also, is all there's, emotional. There's no other check way out, to do it. It's like, I know. Check out in the, the link. Chat. Hit, smash that link? like button. No. Smash that subscribe, subscribe. button. Subscribe. I, which is funny because in this next section, I'm going to go, hey, yo, uh, we really appreciate your follows and likes. So there are a few ways to interact with us here at uh, the Pan Geekery podcast. First of all, being our um, <laughs> our Discord, which I think uh, there's a uh, command, hopefully, set up. Boom. Did I do that? I don't know. That's not there. Never mind. Um, so, um, JK. JK. Um, I just want to give a shout out to everybody in the chat really quick. What's up to Charles Babb? What's up? What's up, Drowsy Ghosty? Thank you for the biddies. Um, the what biddies. is up? Um, <laughs> oddball. Uh, Andy is on the set of Je uh, Anaconda. Uh, what's up, Geekers <laughs> Network? Uh, Jeremy Germ. Yo, what's up, bro? Thank you for the biddies. Um, Vifabella, what's up? Uh, how's everybody doing tonight? Aaron Nabus, thank you for the sub. Am I going to do this? And Infernal, thank you for the sub as well. Infernal, thank you for the sub. I didn't scroll up. Drowsy Ghosty, thank you for the biddies that I said already. Eminemnes, what's up? Everybody's here. Thank you, everybody, for being here on yeah. the um, the season premiere here. Uh, thank you, Vifabella, for the biddies as well. Arcade Chris, what's up, y'all? Uh, for the subs, I'm just going to do this because it's habit now. <laughs> Thank you, thank you for the subs. Y'all are very much appreciated. Anyway, um, thank you everybody for being here. Again, hit us up on the Discord. There are a few ways you can help this channel grow. One of them being biddies, like everybody's doing, and subs, um, donations, everything, uh, all that. Thank you everybody for being here, just the support and for the follows. Uh, so we got a few things happening this uh, episode here on this season premiere of the third season premiere of uh, the uh, Pan Geekery podcast. First of all, we are talking about, uh, we talked a little bit about the Geekish Network. Um, we, I, I kind of ran over that a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, His Dark Materials season one. We're going to recap that. That is a show on HBO Max. Uh, Wonder Woman 84, which is a sequel, sequel to the uh, previous Wonder Woman film. And then we're going to talk about geek IPs happening in 2021. First of all, the Geekish network as you can see uh the pan geekery uh podcast which we are on right now is now uh the actual url to our twitch channel is now um the geekish network which is uh, the url or geekish network which 
is the URL you're on right now. We have gone through a rebranding as we are uh, adding on a whole slew of new uh, shows and podcasts for you to enjoy. One of them uh, being, uh, well, there's still this. Pan Geekery is still going to stick around. There's Pots and Pan Geekery. There's Trek Table. Um, if you're into Star Trek, there is uh, Pod Squadron. If you're into Star Wars, there is uh, Geek Beast. Um, there's, a f- there's a bunch. Uh, nerdtastic. So uh, check all those out. Those will be on a schedule somewhere that's going to be posted. That I'm going to. There's going to be an easy command for somewhere at some point. <laughs> What's up, Caesar Salad Productions? Posted. Mm, yes. For the link. Um. Cool. Anyway, uh, Geek Beast. Oh, it's all here. Look at that. What? Maybe I should read this beforehand. Watson Peekery, uh, Pan Geekery, Wednesdays are binge-worthy. Saturday, Tech Nubians. Uh, Saturday, 8 p.m., Pod Squadron. Sunday, 7 p.m., Nerdtastic. And then we are going to be playing our usual um, multiplayer video gaming night on Sunday. It used to be Thursday, but if you've ever joined us for Destiny 2 on Thursdays, we're going to be on Sundays now. So, without further ado, let's get into the main body of our podcast, His Dark Materials. How's it going, everybody? How do you feel about it? Season one. Ooh, I feel so many things. So <laughs> I, uh, feels. Should I we have... explain what it is first? Like yeah. this whole franchise. Yeah, does someone yeah. want to break it down? Do you want to? Do you want to sum it up and I'll pipe in? V okay. for volunteer. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure it's not V for Vinge? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> it's V for v Vegas. V for violence. Why yes. V for Vegas. V for voiceover. Um. So basically, his dark materials um, originally started out as a three, uh, well, it's a trilogy of children's books by British author Philip Pullman. Came out back in the 90s, and um, it was immediately lauded as like this really big kind of uh, fantasy series that dealt with parallel worlds and science, and um, children everywhere loved it, but it was also like Harry Potter, um, condemned by many different people because it was considered um, Blasphemous. Uh, it was considered blasphemous, blasphemous not only because it taught children to question authority, but also uh, for the Christians out there, uh, it, it's very anti-religion, as you will soon see in the show if you follow it. Um, and so back in 2007, Disney actually released a full-length feature film of the first book called um, The Golden Compass. And that one came out to lukewarm reviews in the box office. So they didn't continue the series. However, uh, back in 2019, HBO Max came out with its own series of the novels, His Dark Materials. And what we're going to review today is just the first season that came out back in 2019. If y'all are having a problem, a problem um, recalling this, Golden Compass was the polar bear movie. That's how one I with Nicole, Nicole Kidman, Polar, Nicole Kidman, Daniel Ian Craig. McKellen, Daniel Craig. Um, those were the big ones. I want to mm. say there's more. <laughs> uh, See that, that that movie just totally slipped right past me. Like I remember seeing a poster, and then it disappeared, and, was, and I knew hmm. nothing about it. You know, it, it was one of those films. I saw it twice in the theater, and I started reading the book. Um, I was still religious back then, so I felt kind of <laughs> bad. Yeah, mm. I, I stopped because I felt bad i felt like oh i shouldn't be reading this but um no i think part of the reason a- why it got bulldozed i think was because of the harry potter trend in some ways right. like you know following the britney craze like trying to make mandy more britney is not going to happen in the same way that trying yeah. to make the yeah. golden compass harry potter is not going to happen yeah there was a bunch oh. of that stuff too just like ya novels turned uh movie franchises and uh yeah. there was i would say there was a glut of it um you know percy 
Percy Jackson, Jackson. Um, um, even even the C.S. Lewis, Narnia, like they only got through like two Maze movies Runner. of that. <laughs> Three. Um, three. Was three. One, three. Uh, there was the, the Voyage called? of the Dawn Treader. Mortal, Mortal Instruments. Mortal Instruments. Um, was that City of Bones? That's the one, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, a, I was a full-blown heathen by then. <laughs> oh. oh, there you go. Um, yeah, for, for those of you of the more uh, uh, conservative or religious ilk, this might not be the show for you, but I actually, my best friend growing up who's very religious and um, someone I know who's a Catholic priest, they loved the books growing up. So that really kind of shows you um, how accessible the story is to people who even are conservative or religious or both. Right. Um, I, I do think that part of like, especially when, uh, I don't know, I'm not going to speak for all like, uh, uh, you know, um, people in the, in, in uh, the religious like li- liturgy. Services, that persuasion. But like, yeah. yeah. But um, it is, um, it does make you question things. I mean, what, what, for so what? What was your general, um, your general feeling on the the, the first season? Um, I will say that um, piggybacking off of what you all are saying about it being anti-religion, I actually think specifically it's more anti-bigotry. Um, yeah. In, right. Insofar as it applies to religion, but also just like structures of like government and power, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Because I was reading up on what Philip Pullman was saying, and he even said, like, I have nothing against, like, Catholicism. It's just more of, like, you know, the idea that it could be corrupted to use as a form of oppression for other people, you know, Uh, which I think is a huge theme to tackle, especially when featuring children in the story and for featuring child actors. You know, it's it's actually really shocking and jarring how much abuse these children go through. Like, that's not really... um, it's uncomfortable sometimes, you know, because it's not like you're seeing, uh, I don't know, blood or anything like that, but right. it's the, the psychological, emotional, and uh, welfare torture of children as a result of like corrupt government based on religion. Should, should we briefly so... explain? Yeah, like... yeah, let's explain yeah, that. I mean, this is the thing. This was my, 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 my heart thing coming into this completely cold, right? Mm-hmm. Was that it took me a little bit to kind of understand what was happening. Cause like you jump right into mm-hmm. there's they, a magisterium, right there's Oxford. You don't right. quite understand this Oxford is not the Oxford on earth at the very mm-hmm. beginning. Um, um, you know, it, it, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, once, once it kind of got into the swing of things, like uh, uh, I, I was pretty much, I mean, I, I got into it. <laughs> I would yeah. almost say that the, the fact that it deals mainly with children is like almost, it's like profoundly apt. Yeah. Because if we're talking about like religious structures, yes. especially the Catholic Church, yes. um, the main mode of like I guess you want to say recruitment, like every almost everybody is a cradle Catholic. Like there are so many cradle Catholics, not a lot of converts, and um, uh, just because they have that huge like um, like the Catholic school parochial school like system and altar boys and all that stuff, um, children are probably the most susceptible to like a a hierarchical system like that. Yes. And for those of you who are wondering, uh, basically the premise of the show is that everybody has a demon. A demon is an animal that's an extension of your soul. And your demon changes before puberty. It can be a bird, it can be a fish, it can be an otter or whatever. But at puberty, it solidifies, it takes on a form. And the magisterium is kind of like 
oh, like a quasi-Catholic church. It's, yeah, yeah, it's the Vatican, but it's also like their government, you know? It's, it's and, very so authoritarian. It's Vatican. Vatican. Yes. <laughs> it's a Vatican pre-modern times, basically. <laughs> yes, and as you find out in season one... I think we're freezing. Oh, are we? Oh, there it goes. Okay, we're good. Okay, they're basically... Um, the the main villain played by Ruth Wilson, the fantastic she's Ruth amazing. Wilson. She's amazing. I, she's I've watched her since like Luther. She's so good. Ooh, I've watched her since Jane Eyre. Yeah, oh, okay, Jane Eyre. The yeah, 2006 right. BBC series. I, didn't, I forgot. Yeah, Jane Eyre is one of my favorite books. God. Same. Same. Oh my God. Anyway, Wait, she's she, my favorite Jane Eyre. She plays Mrs. Coulter. Wow. Who basically is trying to head this experiment where they're trying to cut the demons away from the children, um, and that kind of ha has to do with uh, sin, sin and evil, and and then there's a storyline where the main character's and father, Dust, Dust played yeah. by James Hottie McAvoy, McAvoy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or a, James James McAvoy, he's like Hot the worst. James. <laughs> Hot He's the worst McAvoy. in this. Oh God, he's James the worst. Mac Daddy McAvoy. <laughs> he's great. James McAvoy is great. Yeah. The character great. is the, the worst. Character is a piece he's of worse. Asshole. He's worse than yeah. Professor X. He's yeah. like yeah. super manipulative yeah. and, uh, and super kind of manic and, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, very manic. And um, you know, yeah. this is this yeah. is actually something I'm really appreciating about this is that it's there. There are so many gray characters, and I love gray. Characters, characters right, right. Um, um no one is truly good no one is truly evil even our hero has the young girl you know, lyra yeah, yeah uh, uh mm -hmm. some major flaws because she, you know she also has kind of some narcissistic tendencies and doesn't mm -hmm. always recognize absolutely her own impact on on the people around her right right uh but of course it's it's also kind of how all of these flaws you know, even even the um, we're talking about the um, shoot. What's her name, Mrs. Miss Coulter? Mrs. Coulter. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like she, part of what her performance is, just uh, you know, spellbinding, is that I I still am not. I mean, she's clearly a villain type character. Yeah. But her motivations are so complex, fascinatingly yeah. muddled. Mm -hmm. um, uh huh. Just who she is is fascinatingly, fascinatingly muddled. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. just like who she, her, her relationship with her demon. What is because yeah. it's different than her everybody else. Her demon is a is a yeah. golden monkey, yeah. but it doesn't, it doesn't talk. Speak. Oh, all oh, the demons that, talk, yeah. by the way, like Narnia style. They, yeah, you can talk to your demon. It, it's kind of like these demons are almost an expression of an alternate side of the person's you. personality, right. right? They they know what the, you know. They they. Um, you know, they might have more bravery than, the, but they're kind of like uh, a Jiminy Cricket kind of conscience mm. that, right. that speak and interact with the world around. You actually, you don't even know the very, like the actual, the essential nature of demons yet. Yeah. You know well, what they we do know that where are. you go, the demon goes. And, and we you know that the demon, if you kill the demon, the you person die. dies. Right. But with Mrs. Coulter, her demon can be in a different room as her. Far from her, yeah. Yeah, so she's disconnected from her. And did you know that she hits her demon too? She yeah. like, smacks she, the shit she, out she, of her like, demon. She smacks her demon. Like, you don't do that to yourself. So it, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. Like, what does that a, mean? A strangely thing, like, interesting abusive relationship. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. That they've been playing out is like, 
um, she has m- these moments of like primal like urge where she and just screams rage. out, yeah. Yeah. which is like which is more something akin to like what her uh, the animal that her her demon represents would do, right? Mm-hmm. And Versus that's herself. what's yeah. like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What versus what a human would do, and that's part of like what's like kind of captivating me. Um, now, but now I, yeah. that, that moment, I, I remember seeing that moment and thinking that they they did a they did a Bilbo with that moment. Am I oh, correct? Which, or, would it get the ring? Mean, and like, he's like, ah, like, yeah. Kind of I could just like, see like, my like, ring like, once again. I should oh, very yeah, much yeah, like yeah, to yeah. see yeah. that part. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. tell if that <laughs> was her performance or if they augmented it a little bit just to make her a little more savage in that moment because it was wait, very wait, which, part, which part are you talking about I, can't remember. I remember i'm remembering what you're you're talking about earl when she just kind of she, scree- she just has some kind of yeah. right she screams oh. like she screams i think yeah. she's doing it herself i think because she has very like if you've watched her in like other yeah. series she has very like so um prehensile lips like um <laughs> like her mouth is like <laughs> she, she's got duck lips she's right right she's til, not til, stereotypically beautiful you know yeah. Yeah. Like Mrs. Coulter is supposed to be. Like but- her, her Amelia Clark's eyebrows are to her lips. They're just like, <laughs> yes. they're prehensile. Yes, so. prehensile lips. Yeah. Wow. Like that. I can't believe we just made an analogy to Amelia Clark's eyebrows. <laughs> Have you seen her talk yeah. just like in interviews? It's true, it's, like- it's true. They, they turn upside down like this. <laughs> they're fascinating. On, they're on a different note, I will say that um, the remarks made on classism are actually really poignant as well because there's an entire group of people Mm -hmm. called the gyptians which is like a spin on the word gypsy we don't say right but without being offensive but yeah so like gyptians is the way that they're saying it but it's uh essentially like a vagabond group of nomads who Um, have had limited resources and have had to scrape by, but yet their involvement as revolutionaries um, have long focused authoritarian attention on themselves, you know, in the same way that like, it reminds me, I've been watching The Expanse of like the belters, you know, in many ways. Yes, exactly. I mean, like everything hangs in the balance with these Egyptians in the same way that things hang in the balance for belters, you know. and I find it interesting that it's these people who take Lyra in. And because yeah. um, Lyra is, as you know, as people who don't know yet, she's an orphan, right? <laughs> uh, she's not really taking yeah, I feel like we spoiled it already. We, we kind of spoiled, spoiled some things. We're, we're we said, about we said, dancing yeah, around really some things. It. We, we, we yeah, identified. Spoiler, uh, Mrs. Coulter is spoilers. Lyra's. Great grandmother, no, <laughs> your father's sister's roommate. Yeah. It's a bit of a Darth Vader thing, right? The villain is the main character's mother, mm-hmm. and then we find out that asshole explorer scientist Lord Asriel, her uncle, is really her dad. He's also her, yeah. her which father. means that James McAvoy and Ruth Wilson bone bumped uglies yeah, yeah. They, two assholes had a very good night yeah. yeah. maybe a couple like, nights maybe an entire yeah. week who knows, yeah. <laughs> who knows? people <laughs> which also explains a lot of you know one hot summer in Morocco maybe people make love maybe Lyra was a pandemic baby who knows I mean and that means like, the, does that mean like the monkey and the puma? What, what's what's oh, his hey, name? The jaguar? Hey, 
uh, they, they the the demons don't have sex. It's a white leopard. This is what the question. What happens? What happens with the demons during sex? I mean, it's like when your dog watches you and it's just kind of weird. Yeah, where it's just weird. It's like, stop looking at me. It's really weird, dude. It's like, why is your child in the room? You lock them in a room, in a different room, or like, what's going on? They probably just tussle under the bed. Anyways. Here's the thing, honestly. So, so like I said, it, it took me a while to get into this and, you know, like understand what's going on. Oh, but it's oh, good, right? Funny. But when you, when you well, finally get it, here's, you're like, here's the thing good. is that where this show really excels is, or, or I guess even the book too, I, mean, I haven't read the, read the book, but where this really excels is world building. The world is so fleshy. There are so like many that. things. It's very happening. fleshed out, right? Fleshy. It's, yeah. it's and, very and detailed. And all things Flesh. are intertwined. Um, you know, this this is a world with like we were talking about these demons, but they're not like demons, and we think in the way we think of them, they're these animals that are kind of soul spirits that mm-hmm. yeah. add other characters and add you know animal companions. Um, but you know, you also have these witches that uh, are oh, these yeah, kind of super powered. Right. Which is crazy. The, we have bears. not explored it. We have not have, explored that. They don't they have, have demons. Uh, the, yeah. Are they primordial spirits? The polar bears. There's polar bears. <laughs> and, pol- and they wear armor. They yeah. wear there's armor like, and, like and they're like the barrier yes. race. They're like, Yofer they're like Klingons. Is, oh, he's my dude, man. They're like they're like the dragons of this world. They Yofer have like high dude. fantasy power oh, Yor- weapons. Yorick Bernison? Yorick Bernison? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Yorick. 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 Yorick is the guy who the, the, the old king. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. No, Yorick is my dude. Yeah. Yorick, Yorick yeah. is your bro. But yeah. it's so funny because the polar bears are like really badass and they're like, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, they're basically like warriors, but they look so cute and like fluffy. <laughs> and I, I just want to like hug them and like stroke their fur. That's, that, that's so the thing about, um, about, the po- about the polar bears. They look cuddly, but if you fuck but, with them. Yeah, yeah. they have like armor, you know, right. like exactly. berserker armor. That can right? freaking tank like uh, a yeah. 50 mil cannon from a freaking... Um, from a freaking uh, uh, airship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the other thing, right? You have this kind of, it's not really steampunk, it's more like this kind of um, a little bit. 40s, you know. It's like magical yeah. realism. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. What's, what's, Are we going to talk about the magic system yeah. or what? Well, I, I don't even know where to start. I, uh, how many episodes do we have on this? Because like, I feel like we could just go. Well, we have this and we next just episode. Have this oh, damn. Okay. One well, season. I'll let you guys yeah. talk then. <laughs> no worries. Um, cause um, I was, yeah, go ahead. Andrew. Well, okay, okay. So, so yeah, so you have like airships. It's very yeah. like you know Batman animated series, mm-hmm. kind of dark noir. Um, you have uh, another hero character who's kind of a side character who's played by Lin Manuel Miranda, who oh, sucks me yeah. right out of the action uh, every time he's on the screen. Thus the fedora. Lee scores me just sucks me right out of it. I'm yeah. just like, what are we doing? <laughs> I are thought we- he was he, he grew I on he me. Was good. He, grew he grew on me, but like. Yeah. The, that first episode he the was first, on, I was just like when he was singing, it was like, oh, oh, are we, are we, are we in a magical world anymore? Oh, or? He's, yeah, he's yeah. just American. It's like we're, we're in like you know British magic land, and then he produced the series. Okay, Lin Manuel, I get yeah. it. Oh, I didn't. Know I respect you for your talent, but bro, yeah. man. Okay, if I hadn't known what the story was gonna be about, yes, the episode that he comes in, I would have been like, ew, what? What just happened? Um, and I will say that I, I personally, as someone who's seen the movie, I think that the movie had a more consistent um, idea of like what time period this is reminiscent of. Mm-hmm. I personally feel like um, with the television series, it was just 
all over the place. When Mrs. Mm -hmm. Coulter is with Lyra, there's times where I'm like, are we in a 60s hotel? Like, it just looks mm -hmm. so modern. That, it did but feel then there's very, technology. Her, her apartment. Yeah, right. it just, technology it just, like the spy flies are like very innovative and also like, yeah, of, I, I think most time. people, their minds are looking to categorize something in some kind of reminiscent time period. And the right. fact that it was just all over the place was kind of so jarring for me. I felt it was kind of, I mean, I don't know. It, to me, it felt consistent kind of Art Deco 40s to me. Mm. There is a lot of Art Deco, especially in but our I, apartment. I, I, no, yeah. not the Egyptians. I feel like right. they look like they look like they came out of like... I don't know. Sometimes it was like Urban Outfitters or something because it's like eighties. <laughs> yeah, like eighties yeah. punk. I don't the, know. The way I'm like headcanoning it is that because um, uh, the two worlds that are linked are the modern world and yeah, then this, our world, this, which yeah, we need to talk this, about, right? Right. Yeah. And then this, um, the the world of the demons. And uh, I'm just assuming there's some kind of cultural exchange there because there are people that go back and forth. That is just headcanon. It's not satisfactory. Well, but no, but like, I don't think it can because the, the whole right. point is that this is secret. The, the whole point but is that- there are people that go through, you know? Um, I think and it's that extremely been limited. Yeah, yeah. Extremely it's super limited. limited. Yeah. I'm, I'm just James saying it's, I'm headcanoning yeah. it. Th there's one character right. who we see go through. Carlo Boreal, the Lord Lord, Lord Carlo Boreal, Lord, Boreal. Lord Boreal from the Magisterium. Right. But that doesn't and, happen and, and in the book. And he's willfully like oh, okay. hiding it from Not in the everyone. Book. Yeah, mm -hmm. they, I think what they did was the showrunners were like, "Well, we don't want to make the second season too much of a break, so we're going to start early. We're going to start introducing elements from the second book in the first season." So that oh, we really? go to this, yeah, yeah. That's not in Will, the Lord Boreal is like yeah. he doesn't do that in the book. Will is more yeah. of a presence, from what I understand, from like you know, yeah. latter books, right? So, yeah. Because like mm -hmm. we focus on Lyra for the first movie, yeah. so they actually started introducing. They Will started already, doing it earlier, yeah. So that okay, was so, a bridge. So the catching cross. everyone else up, right? So oh, there's yeah. this other character named Will, mm -hmm. who is a another a, child, another child who is in our world, mm -hmm. and um, he is child to a single mom with a with a father figure who has disappeared uh, after years um My when he went on God. like and then and the expedition <laughs> whom we're assuming the, the is Arctic from the demon or, world yeah <laughs> yeah 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 so uh, um what's interesting about him is that he's so mature for a young boy he rushes to protect his mother and i think like me and caitlin got emotional i like watching teared this. up i teared yeah. up at one point but yeah because of the loss of his father his mother has been um a little bit emotionally unhinged but right. on top of that the magisterium has actually been like fucking with her mind um mm, yeah. by like deliberately inserting things that would break her from her uh ability to trust in her own uh, senses. Wait, the Magisterium has been? Yeah. Yes, because yeah. that guy... Just that guy. There's no Magisterium, just right? Right, no, 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 he's just but he's, him. It's assumed that he's working it's for some kind of It's assumed that they know he's doing it. Yeah, yeah. he's the agent who goes. I don't think so. I, I think he's, he's kind of hiding out on his own, doing his own thing. Sure. So, so then him. No, but I, I, no, I mean, but if we talk but, about like that last episode, he actually talks to one of the you know. Yeah, yeah. The people Remember, in that's the not in the book. It's not in the yeah. book. He so brought he brought some members from yeah from the magisterium. The, uh, the, the monsignor looking dudes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> he brought people uh, across. Like, no, wait. No, he didn't bring people across. He didn't but he bring anyone. But he, you, he talks people. to someone, and you know he's talking about the other world. So there was a liaison. There was a liaison in this world 
that has been helping him out and trying to find uh, yeah. Will's father. And we, I don't know who's yeah, right. I, 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 For some reason, I, I had the impression that he was kind of doing his own thing. He does do some out, rogue out, like, stuff. Outside right. of the Magisterium he, he knowing. Is. No, he probably but he's definitely absolutely is doing like some rogue stuff. reporting to sure. somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Oh, see, sure I didn't have that impression. Huh, okay. Yeah. Mm. The uh, the crazy thing is that you know uh, his arm, um, Will's mystery father definitely has some connection to the other world, the demon world, and yeah. um, the Magisterium knows this because they're after it. Mm-hmm. Um, what exactly the nature is of these notes that he has, it, we don't know. But um, it, it's, well, uh, Andy, Mike, you watched ahead, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, don't 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 spoil no spoilers. Yeah, if yeah. and or if, if, if and when we find out Dracula. if and when Dracula returns. <laughs> I'm never gonna Bring live that one down. Sorry. I'm never gonna live that <laughs> one never, down. It, yeah. um, it was I, it was it was a milestone in in our in Pangi Gree history. I think I should note like an overarching theme that I'm taking away from this is that um, ultimately we find out that the Magisterium is doing this because they believe that uh, sin is a scourge upon mankind and children are mm. purer, before, especially before they reach puberty, they have uh, less sin, right? As evidenced by dust, which is like right. supernatural particles or of some sort that mm. are somewhat detectable. Uh, usually they're more detectable in adults than, than children. Um, sin manifests as dust and there's some kind of magical dust. property of mm-hmm. dust that we right. don't know mm-hmm. so like the the purpose of the magisterium is to try to maintain control over the population while also um developing methods to eliminate sin altogether and they believe that the demon itself has something to do with the creation of dust and right. um so there's this entirely inhumane <laughs> segment where mrs Coulter <laughs> is running basically kind of like a concentration camp for children yeah. where they like mm-hmm. splice away sever. their demons the oblation um, with orange. magnets right which is kind of like performing a lobotomy on these children yeah, yeah, yeah. Devastating. Well, that, well, that, that was that was a effect. really crazy thing like when i yeah. when i realized that the nurse what's your face was ratchet a, i'm just kidding that's a different <laughs> property Different was it a bladed, um, a yeah, was, was was a was a person re- separated from her demon that like that was oh, like the, oh yeah. Right, right. yeah that's why she's yeah, yeah. lifeless um, but i mean you have to admit so we know that lyra's parents are selfish assholes but right. like maybe this is just me trying to grasp onto some kind of humanity that might have and i feel like their motives are good right like right um the or intentions. Tra- their intentions Ooh, the, yeah. the magisterium oh, oh no, no her mrs parents. coulter mrs and coulter Asriel. and lord asriel so lord uh mrs coulter is trying to eliminate evil from the world and lord asriel is trying to find a new world you know he's a scientist and try to trying to break down the the authority of the magisterium and trying to break down the authority and and going back to what jen was saying about anti-authoritarianism in this story um some people uh I think Philip Pullman himself as well, they try to point out that there are different branches of the magisterium. Right. So the 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 branch that Mrs. Coulter heads, it's it's supposed to be considered a more radical branch and it doesn't speak for the rest of the magisterium. So right. uh, proponents of this series try to often point out that these people, like they're bigots, right? They're radicals. They don't speak for the entire government or for the entire Catholic Church, if that's how you want right. you know, <laughs> to. Right. The most notorious segment. The most notorious. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So there's. That. I mean, yeah. I mean, I would say it's like you know anti-authoritarian, but uh, like also more so um, 
anti-fundamentalism right that's that's like any 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 extremist position um is kind of uh questioned questioned. (laughs) absolutely i think uh, oh sorry go ahead go go ahead jen because i'm gonna move on to something I was just going to say, um, we should unpack why it's even called the Golden Compass for the first day. Uh, oh, there, gosh. There are, the, there are the objects. Yeah. yeah. There are objects called alethiometers, which are ancient ways to tell the truth, basically. It's like a mm-hmm. supernatural. They're dowsing uh, rods, basically. Truth. Yeah. Truth teller. But only certain people who have uh, studied the ancient, like, language or symbolic system mm-hmm. are able to decipher uh, or use the alethiometer, except for Lyra, our main Lyra. character, our, the young our, girl, our character, yeah. who yeah. instinctively Ooh, knows understand. how to read it. So in some ways, like at the start of the series, we also get introduced to Lyra as the chosen one. Like there's yeah. something special There's about her. There's a prophecy. Yeah. Um, and Wait, that seems to be true when you see her. <laughs> that seems to be true when you see oh, her chosen. naturally God, chosen read. One. God, sorry. Yeah, when when she naturally reads the the theometer uh, of her own accord. Yeah, there's there's a whole MacGuffin scene where uh, someone goes like apparently the the magisterium has an alethiometer and the whole staff and team of librarians that take basically two weeks to interpret. The, the, oh, the Ouija yeah. board, basically. Yeah. It's still Ouija Make board, it right? exactly it's, it's, two it's, weeks. It's, it's, a, it's, yeah. a steam it's kind of funny. Ouija board, Layer it. Yeah, but, it. But, but what the question is, what does this mean? Like, what do you think, what is the metaphor here for the alethiometer? Because right. I remember when I first read it and when I first watched the movie, I just didn't get it. I'm like, I don't understand what this thing does. It was only now watching the series where I was like, oh, okay. It tells you know, the truth. Yeah. Right. He follows her, her intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, is this yeah, quest like love. Is it, Questlove says was, uh, it tells the truth? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Is it? Is I it took it to me. It's not Questlove. Yeah. He just he looks like Questlove to me. <laughs> Questlove. Is it like a Questlove? Well, I I took it to mean in a world where uh, authority should be challenged but isn't, uh-huh. interpretations of truth are like exercises or exercised power, right? Uh-huh. So like whoever trusts your interpretation of the truth holds the power. But mm-hmm. like what's dangerous mm-hmm. about Lyra and for yeah. people who can read the compass is that they can find truth for themselves. Right. And that upsets the status quo. Oh my God, well, it's chills. Well, it's I just got chills so saying right? that too. I, it's, um, it's also, it's it's also the, the thing of, of, it's not really said like where the truth is coming from. If it's coming from, from the etheometer, from the compass. Right, or what is the nature the compass of the uh, 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 a a conduit to a greater power, right? That right. that's kind of the implication. It's hinted, and, but it's not case, fully. Yeah. If if it is a higher power, who is talking through the alethiometer, and how trustworthy is it? I mean, she even goes right. through right. some some stuff. Uh, whether yeah, and is anybody manipulating the other end right. of the alethiometer? Um, really quick before we move on, I do want to talk um, how uh, how do we. Th- what do we think just really quick about like um how the storytelling is going so far like pace and all i'm fascinated i really love it i was yeah go ahead oh uh, like i said to to me it's like the the world building pulled me in um you know so i mean i I, i'm really just kind of fascinated by how all the things connect and like i said i lost my uh my uh willpower (laughs) and kept going Right. <laughs> Andy kept watching. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, um, 
man, this is kind of blasphemous, but I remember telling Jen, like, yo, this is better than the book. I'm going to mm. say it right now. I mean, I don't they, think that's completely out, like out yeah. of left field, you know? I just feel like it's better than the book. I, right. They took the source material and they ran with it. They That's happened several times. Yeah. Now, they, they, they were like, how can we make this even better? You know? Right. Now, do you feel there are things that are in the book that they cut out? Like, Story um, threads characters that always happens. They combine characters to combine. Okay, well, again, remember I said that I, I got scared because I was like really religious, so I didn't technically <laughs> finish the book. Oh, okay. um, I, I do the truth know. Comes out. I know, I know, but I, I do know that a lot of people were comparing the polar bear fight to the original film, and people were like, "Sorry, but the polar bear fight in this series sucked. <laughs> like, oh. it was just like bad. It was just very <laughs> no. TV budget. <laughs> yeah, it was a TV budget. <laughs> I thought it was exciting, but yeah, the one in the in the Disney film is like you know like they're trying to do some like Narnia really status, crazy, yeah, yeah, really so crazy. I don't, I don't think fight. we need that all the time. But we don't need it. Yeah. No, they did what they had with their low budget, and they made it gritty. They made it real. They they really brought out so many things with the Egyptians. Mm-hmm. In the books and in the movie, the Egyptians always come in and you're like, who are these guys again? And yeah. why should I care? Mm-hmm. They spent so many episodes building up uh, Mom right. Costa and the and the children being kidnapped and the gobblers. And the nurse. And the yeah. nurse, you know? So yeah. it just, I thought. Two questions. Good. Two um, questions. We, we really have to move on. Okay. Oh. We really got to move okay. on. Um, All right. We'll table are, it for uh, next episode. Table for Fair next yeah. episode. Yeah, remember. Uh, I just want to say really quick that halfway through the, the season that I felt it was a little me- meandery, but it got, got me in with those last three episodes. I was like, oh, my God, this is great. So, <laughs> meandered um, you in. Yeah, yeah meandered <laughs> me in. Uh, unfortunately, we do have to move on. We are, oh, like, yes. a little bit over time. Uh, so uh, we're going to talk about Wonder Woman 84. Well, first of all, we're going to get to continue talking about um, his Dark Materials uh, yes. season two next week. So tune in here. Um, same time, same bad time, same bad channel. Um, but Wonder Woman 84 released uh, both theatrically and on HBO Max during Christmas. What do y'all think? General, general feelings. Let me sit back for this one. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, God. Oh God! I, I had Let me some... just say, I I I held off on uh, the first the Wonder Woman movies, both of them, because I have such a um, bias against the DC films. Mm. Like I just don't like them. I have never liked them, and um, I um, so I was holding off on Wonder Woman. Um, I watched Aquaman, and I was like, mm. and. Um, but I watched Wonder Woman like a couple of days ago, the first one. The first and one. Holy shit! That movie is a- fucking great. Amazing. That movie yeah. is fucking great. Amazing. Um, I, I will. S- uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Finish your thought. Okay. No, that's it. That's all I got. Um, I was going to say. Okay, so like the through line of what I believe made the first movie <laughs> so great mm-hmm. was that it really got to the core of why Wonder Woman is a hero, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So she's a hero because she has like the purity of heart and bravery that not a lot of people are like and almost the naive enough take, to but have. Like, you, you, you appreciate yeah, that exactly. So like the start of this movie started really promising for '84, like we actually see like a flashback um, back, back to her days and the mascara, and the yeah. mascara um, where she has to complete a competition, but she tries to Ugh. win with cunning and try to like cheat her <laughs> way a little bit to cut off the Dude, goal a little bit. It was so long. It was and so, so long. unnecessary. And, it was well, so I mean, fucking long. I knew it, I knew it wasn't going to tie into the, sorry, go ahead. So I'm, I'm trying to make the point of Robin Wright teaches her a lesson about uh, integrity 
right? About like getting to the truth of things and being loyal to your values no matter what. And that's what's actually gonna make you a good warrior, yada, yada. So I was like, okay, that's a setup. We're gonna have to see this uh, unfold in the story. However, I did feel like the story took way too long trying to discover what the conflict even was. And mm. at, at the heart of it was, it was about a magic rock. It was about a magic rock that could grant wishes. Pedro <laughs> Pascal is the, is like, you know, the mastermind behind that. the MacGuffin. Um, I felt like it was just, it, it fell flat for me <sighs> because it really didn't deliver on like the promises that that, um, Pre, uh, prequel uh, scene, what is it called? Prologue scene. The prologue, right. um, yeah. It didn't deliver on the themes that the prologue told me I should anticipate. It, it tried to. It, 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 yeah. it hit us It hit us with a hammer in the end with it, yeah. but like- It, it was uh, just, okay, so sorry, just to really quickly recap, there's mm -hmm. this rock that if you possess the rock, like an ancient talisman or something, it'll give you that which you most truly desire. Well, you, right? you ask, you ask, you hold the rock. You hold the rock. It's the monkey paw. It's a monkey paw. It's a monkey paw. Okay. Aladdin's lamp. And yeah. then uh, what's her face? Kristen Wiig, nerdy McNerdster, wishes that she could be <laughs> as cool as yeah. Diana, right? right? And then she becomes like hot. Yeah, and superpower. Dude, that was the she only like entertaining part of the movie. She goes, Kristen Wiig was Kristen Wiig was like the best part of that movie. I was like, okay. She goes, she's all that, like, like yeah. real quick. God. She doesn't she make sold it. She she did it. She sold it. And then Pedro Jen's crush Pascal shows My up. My husband's on the scene. Pascal. Oh, sorry. You mean Mr. the Viper? Mr. Zhang. <laughs> the Viper. The, he's forever the Viper. The the Viper, yeah, the Viper shows up. V for Viper. He shows up. V for up. Vegas Viper. Yeah, and he tries to get the stone so that he can remind me again. It's like he he, he's he to... makes he makes the wish that he had the power of the stone, so the yeah. stone disappears That's and right. he becomes the stone. He becomes the wishing yeah. stone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So all this, it's just convoluted. The, so uh, and then I, I'm going to let you guys finish back. first before I talk. <laughs> okay, can I just say my bit? Look, I, 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 in 2017, I went to the theaters. I saw Wonder Woman twice. I cried each time. I went online. I like, you know, wrote hashtag buy vibes. I love it's Diana. Good. It's and I love so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my favorite part, I love Diana, but I really, you know, don't shoot me, but I really love Chris Pine's character. And he's great. He's God, I love him. He stole the show, I feel. I love him. He's so great. And, and when he Perfect died- Perfect Kirk. Perfect, perfect Steve. <laughs> yeah, Steve. Steve was great, but when he died at the end of the first film, I, you know, I was really sad. I was like, "Oh, really? That's how he goes." And then I saw years later promotional, you know, BTS photos from the next Wonder Woman film, and guess who's in it? Chris Pine. So I was like, "Oh my God, be still, my beating heart." Are they going to find some clever way to bring him back? No. They do bring him back, but it's not clever. It's, it's the most it's so cringy bad. fan service. It's fucking Freaky Friday. Like it is Freaky, freaky Friday. Friday. Freaky Friday. Oops, I'm in another person's body. Also, they sleep together, and right. Steve yeah. is in mean? another man's body. So she basically what does that say about raped, consent? She raped another dude. Yeah, you know, like some random. Oh dude. my god! It was awful. So contrived. There are many different inconsistencies, <laughs> right? Like, so Diana gains a new power, like willy nilly, because it's convenient to the story. <laughs> you mean the invisible? She knows how to turn things, things oh, invisible. Yeah, oh my god! And she learns it's how to Terry. fly. Terry. So, and then it's the Fourth of July, so we can yeah. see fireworks. 
was just they were just like oh you haven't heard of radar we're trying to steal this plane out of this uh compartment so we're gonna fly the plane uh people have radar so i'm going to mm, i know turn it invisible because I mean, that's radar a thing can't that wonder woman has in the comics she has an invisible right. plane but sure I mean, that what that made in. it invisible. Like yeah. when when that came and was just sitting here doing this, and I was like, "Oh no, please don't do it right here." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it happened. Bippity, bippity, boppity, bippity, boppity. And then she goes back and gets this like golden armor. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and then it gets dented, and I was like, "Really? <laughs> yeah, I know it was gorgeous. How thing. dare you dent that what, armor?" One of my big problems with the film is that. Um, I feel like it didn't know what film it wanted to be. It yeah, started it was, off as it seemed well, like it twisted several ways right. and then landed somewhere. Somewhere. It, it started off <gasps> with this like flashback, and then when we get to the eighties, it becomes this weird eighties pastiche. But like, 80s but like pastiche. But like Horrible. not all the way. Not all the way. It's like so we're gonna bad. take this and we're gonna take this and we're gonna take this, but we're not gonna go hundred percent with so it. Bad. And then when the actual conflict happens, it turns into kind of like a nineties like adventure film, all of the mummy, kind of. Mm-hmm. But like it, wish- not it, really. was, it, it was it was a little bit Please. Yeah, mummy like right. you know, I, I mean a major <laughs> glaring flaw for me was that um so Wonder Woman doesn't wear a mask, right? She doesn't even right. have the Bruce Wayne thing of like putting on glasses. Now I'm Batman. Now I'm putting on glasses. Now I'm Batman. <laughs> you mean Clark Kent? in the open, right? Batman Clark doesn't have glasses. Oh, Clark, Clark Kent. Kent. Sorry, Clark Kent, and also Batman, Batman has the voice. You know, Batman unknown personas. How sure? You know, like it doesn't seem as if she lives through life as if she were a celebrity, as if you know everybody else could recognize her, and yet she's traversing malls, saving children from slipping on rails. Uh, because, you know, that's what she does in her, you know, actual face. And yet nobody recognizes her as like Wonder Woman or like it's inconsequential. Yeah. And you right. know, what's also kind of sad yeah. is like Steve died at this point, like 40 years ago. 40 years and ago. She's, yeah. And she's, she's still not over it. Alone. She's still she not over it. I mean, I can understand. Yeah. Like, I had one love. And he's <laughs> I, I can. Okay. The first so, man I, I saw. Mean, the first I mean, man I saw. Yeah, I'm okay. so right. mean. Sorry. Okay, you're no, ready. Fine. It's okay. Go for it. Oh yeah, go go go. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Go go. I had a blast with this movie. I had what? so much fun with this. Uh, so for me, uh, I had fun with it. I'm not Ooh, denying that. Hold I on. Had so tons of fun. I let y'all talk. I yes. let y'all talk. So so basically, uh, you know, I mean, I, I I know I am the minority opinion. There are a handful of us. Uh, to me, it absolutely knew what movie it was. You had the, the, the flashback. Fucking disagree. You had the flashback to uh, uh, back to, to the Themyscira, and then there is a severe tonal shift uh, where they g- g- go kind of with the with the goofiness in the '80s and the mall scene and the bride and all that, and you know, saving people with the rope and whatever, and and, and you know, at which point it became an homage to 1977 uh, superhero films and television. And the thing is, all of these kind of contrivances, all the things that uh, the the standard that we're holding it up to are not of the genre it's attempting to be. It's not attempting to fill in every single hole. It's not attempting to. It's it's a you know, t- to me, the, the only real thing that to me it was missing was going full 80s on the soundtrack. But instead, they went for. Uh, 80s superhero movie soundtrack uh, as through the lens of of uh, of uh, uh, John Williams, right? So there are, are so many. <laughs> it well, yeah, it's it's, it's, Han- 
it's Hans Zimmer doing his homage to, to John Williams. Um, all of these inconsistencies, the, the body swap tropes, the everything, these are all tropes of 1980s films. And right. yeah, when we look at it through today's lens, yeah, we see it through the lens of us looking at movies. If we look back at, at, at Superman 2, uh, Richard Donner, uh, or uh, it's, uh, well, not okay. I can't remember the director who they fired Richard Donner and, and right. Right. If you look back at that, there's a lot of stupid stuff that does not make sense. Talk about new powers. Why does why okay. does why does okay, General Zod suddenly point but. at people and can lift lift it? I'm gonna rip my s off and turn it into a net. None of that makes any sense. It's not supposed no, it doesn't. to make sense. That's the thing, right? It's a just. It was so for me. It was just fun. I was there for the ride. I had that's a blast. That's fine. That's, that's fine. fine. You can no, you can be you fine. can be there for the ride. Yeah. I, I say this all the time. You can be there for the ride. Don't pretend. Like but don't pretend it was a good fo- film. Uh, just, I, had, really- I I I didn't think it's a great film because I think it did exactly you what it, you do think. I, it was I think film? it I think it did exactly what it set out to do. And the the problem is we're looking we're looking at it through our lens now, which is okay. very different. Okay, but so does, even if so we're even succeed, if we were looking at it through the the, the lens now, of the 1980s, does it, does it succeed for this lens now? No, certainly not. It obviously didn't. But I think it succeeds in what it set out to do. Whether or not that was a good choice or a bad choice, maybe what, it was what a bad do you choice, what but. do you think it, it it was set out to do? I want to hear this. I think it's oh, set out heated, to guys. to channel these 1980s film superhero film tropes that are absolutely recalculous. Well, yeah, yeah, but like, okay, you can still channel those tropes and make it a cohesive film. That was that did not happen. I, it, I did feel it like it had a lot of. Me. Oh, I don't think it was at all. It was cohesive to me because how was it cohesive? By what standard it, was it cohesive? It's great that you like that. I think we should. <laughs> I love no, it. We should have different opinions on this show. You know, I like, love. I'm, I'm no, I agree that, but like, you're gonna have to explain it to me. <laughs> okay, what would you like me to explain? Like, by what standard was this a cohesive film? Uh, by the standard of setting out to emulate a 1977-1981 film. Basically, what Andy's saying is those movies from the 80s were shitty films. And they so, were. I don't, I don't think they were shitty films. films. Do you think those were shitty films? Indiana I, Jones, that's I wasn't a around back then. Yeah, they that are is a classic. classic. Even but if you watched it we now. Are looking, we are still looking at them through the lens. If you look at Indiana Jones now, it is so filled Oh, I don't know so about that. Much I think those things hold and, up. I think they hold oh, up. Oh, it I does think hold a lot up. of films. It holds up, but right. there's still things that you cannot... Like, this is the problem with how do you do Indiana Jones right now? Because there is so you much inherent colonialism. Exactly. Right. right. You can't. But they still hold up. And if, I don't think, I don't think even as a pastiche of 80s films, Wonder Woman was um, was successful because there, I don't think it went all the way. There are many, so many I, kids younger than us gonna, who would watch yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark and go mm-hmm. get, this is boring. That's beside my point. In that case, it does not hold up. Right. right. Sure. I'm going to jump on top of this yeah. and say jump that the task of making this a, a film in 2020, right? Yeah. The task of making this uh, film a 2020 film that is set in the 80s and draws from that like pastiche of like the 70s and the 80s. The right. task of doing that in our age is to also, in some ways, make it palatable for today's audience to like access that in a successful way, right? So like. Even though it can draw on those yeah, elements, absolutely. But like, if you're not delivering in a universally like palatable manner, not a lot of people are going to get the message that you are drawing on those tropes successfully. And that's you what know? happened. That's what happened, right? That's I mean, what happened. To, I mean, honestly, not a lot of people is, felt to me, this that is they the same argument. 
to me, it's very similar to the same argument that is happening right now around WandaVision, right? There are a lot of people who are completely Ooh. hating on that show <sighs> because they don't get the idiom of 1950s and 1960s uh, 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 sitcom. Uh, I guess I, I guess I, I just want to draw the it. distinction, no. Andy, right. of just yeah. like there's a certain I, I think like integrity that you're holding on to of just like if it's in the style, then it's integral to the style, and there's like a trueness to that, which I respect. I mean, it's, like if you if that's what well, you believe, no, that's it's it's more like know. this is homage. The oh, the homage right. is going to work for some people. It worked for me. It worked for a couple of friends of mine. I, I'm it gonna also say did not work a, for a yeah. lot of other people. I was trying to make a point of there. Um, there is homage that like is executed brilliantly and can still be translated to today's audience. And there is homage that exists only to make a cursory kind of uh, effort at making an homage without having any way to bridge that gap between those who may not be as familiar or. Uh, you know, aren't plugged into that world. You know what I mean? Like, I think you should like what this you is, like. And this Andy. is kind of the hard. Yeah. This is That's kind of the hard fine. thing, right? Like, yeah. ultimately, every director, every artist has to ultimately create something for themselves. I think Patty Jenkins made the movie she wanted to see and what she was nostalgic for. And in so doing, I think she calls into question a lot of the things that that creep people out, like the whole body swap thing. Yeah, it's creepy. I think she kind of, you know, it's it's a dark humor, but I think she kind of points out the same thing that everyone is kind of freaking out about, uh, right. you know, but I think that's intentional to me. But so you think it's a it's a feature, right. not a glitch. Yeah, I think it's a feature. And I think it think absolutely I, can be a yeah. feature. It just I, has I still to be think it's a glitch and not a feature, but I, you know, it's two yeah. sides of the same coin. I, I think know. that. It, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, please. I was going to make a joke. Andy, <laughs> okay. did you pull your hair ponytail like that because it's 80s? Yeah. It it's about... ponytail. Yeah, okay, I, I just wanted to make sure. Because I do not have a tiara uh, in, my, in my... I, tiara. I, see. I, see. I think that, that was all, um, that was you know, it's it can absolutely have those things, elements, the pastiche, the, the, the callback <laughs> to a um, an 80s thing, but it still has to have elements that appeal to, cohesion. like... Um, cohesion. Yeah that mm -hmm. appeal to a wider audience. Otherwise, we're talking about it being like having irrelevant. some- Irrelevant. Well, not In only irrelevant, but there's a barrier to entry yeah. for enjoyment. And yes. I don't think that should ever exist uh, like in a piece of entertainment. I don't think there should be a barrier of knowledge or like, yeah. or, um, or, or, or like, well, basically knowledge or, or, you know, level of fandom. And I agree I, with that. I agree I with that. Yeah. I think that, um, the fault of Wonder Woman 84 is that it tried to go in that direction. And, and it didn't reach pulling... across the table enough. I feel right. like for me, <laughs> right. I think, yeah. I mean, my thing is, I think she, she made a swing. Yeah. And this is this is kind of the nature of the beast right now, right? We have we have not just such a diverse range of consumer now, right? Because mm -hmm. there are so, that's just the problem that all media like every franchise is now facing great derision in their fan bases because there is such a variety of type of consumer and and and, and viewer and fan now. Um, so it's like not every swing is going to hit for everyone of course not makes sense that's okay and the brilliance and of criticism is, is that we can right come yeah. at it from different angles all right and here's in cool. the end like what i'm going to say before we move on is that like i am fully aware that like you can enjoy a film i enjoy a lot of shitty films a lot of shitty films <laughs> so and, but, do i 
but I, I fully agree that I, I'll watch a film and I'll be like, you know, that wasn't the greatest film, but I still had a lot of fun. And I get that that's uh, that's the situation for a lot of people who watch 1980. But Andy thinks it is a great film. Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know what's great? I actually just the other day was watching this great um, YouTube video that was a debate between Siskel and Ebert. Uh, versus this other uh, high-profile critic who right. was just slamming on Star Wars. He thought Star Wars was the death of all... Of cinema. The original Star Wars? The entire hope? original trilogy. Okay. And right. how that children were being brutalized uh, by the huma dehumanizing That's effects of this. Right? Oh, and, wow. you know, Siskel oh. and, and Ebert were like, dude... <laughs> What are you? Just what are you it. watching? What are you? I'm Star Wars. Calm down. <laughs> it's, Star Wars. it's too bad you didn't have fun with this. But, I am. You know, no, I'm sorry for the guy who really believed that. Yeah, yeah, I would never say that. But like, I would never say that fucking Wonder Woman '84 was brutalizing the youth. <laughs> <laughs> That whip brutalized me, man. I would never say that. Sorry. We got to move on. I'll share that link with you guys. Okay, we're yeah, moving absolutely. on. It's cool. We got to move on. Um, uh, we made but, it, guys. We made it. We, uh, so, um, uh, finally, we're going to talk about some geeky IPs that are coming out in 2021. Um, geeky Ips, as I like to say on the Nerdtastic side. I was so, so afraid um, you weren't going to say the one at the end of 2020 and that we were in some kind of six cycle some loop kind of, where we're like, still we're, we're, in We're like Groundhogging Day right now we in 2020. We are in 2021. So who so, wants to go first? Who, are, are we popcorning this? Or, are we, or so what are we doing here? We're, we're are we just talk. reading stuff? Yeah, we're going to read stuff. Like, the ones what, most what's exciting to you guys? Yeah. Like, no. what, which ones jump out to you? All the fantasy ones. <laughs> I have. I know nothing about like what's coming out in 2021. Okay, um, well, let's talk about it's it. on the viewing schedules, so uh, well, let's bring it I'll, up. I'll, I mean, oh, I'll, I'll right, start with for this, Raya. right? So, <laughs> so last fall we had Disney's uh, shareholder meeting, and uh, Kevin Feige. You know, uh, I got to talk about a lot of the Star Wars coming out um, over the next three years on Pod Squadron, but uh, I did not get to talk about Marvel, um, and this is just crazy to me that because of the backlog because they didn't release anything last year uh you have a backlog of stuff that didn't get released last year plus all the things they've been working on to the point that with wandavision to the end of this year there is basically a new marvel property either episode of a show or new film there's being so released much. on disney there's plus so every much. week of yeah. the entire year Insane. that is what, what do you choose right what do you choose yeah well i'm not saying you don't have to choose because it's literally it's like it's now marvel fridays every friday is marvel day as right? a marvel fan is this like the best year ever for you andy like what yeah. like what what it sounds like a lot of work it sounds like a lot of work i don't wonder if I could, yeah if, if like society is going to reach critical marvel <laughs> exhaustion like here's the thing like i love content but in the end and i i say i haven't i, I was meaning to write like a blog post Quality or something about over this quantity right well there's that but in the end like as uh, personally like i'm a creator and not a consumer like i love watching mm. stuff but my main mode of like existence is i i want to create things Same. so i yeah i have up to that uh, right uh, i have um, snub nose i feel like i feel like i gotta work i i have to apportion time out to watch things and i'm sure. just like yeah 
um, there's just, it does get a lot. It gets it's overwhelming because yeah. like I worry a lot yeah. about like putting content, out, but like by creating mm-hmm. things, you know. Sure. Um, um, can we list off some titles that we're excited yes. about? Yes, yes. <laughs> I thought we were talking first? about life um, in general. I'll, I'll, Sorry. I'll talk about I'll talk about games. So quickly, okay. glossing some over. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn: Forbidden West is supposed to come out this year, wow. which I'm very excited Already? about. Um, that one is like a post-post-apocalyptic world, and by that I mean. Ooh, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's post the fall of civilization. We'll say that. So like the sequel to that is coming out. Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out, which is very exciting. They already knew that Breath of the Wild did really well. But at this point, people have maxed out like 500 hour games for Breath of the Wild. And so they need to do another one. Um, God of War Ragnarok is going to be a sequel to the current Nordic God of War. And uh, one might recall that Odin and all the Nordic gods that inspired, you know, Thor in Marvel. And this is called Ragnarok. It's like, "Ah, are they stealing from Marvel? No, (laughs) the source material is still Nordic. It's been been older. Um, It's older than that. Right. And then there's Maybe they stole it from Kung Fury. Oh, Kung Fury. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hacker Man. Maybe they stole it from Final Fantasy VIII, the ship. Everything um, is stolen. Everything. <laughs> everything is stolen. Everything Hogwarts is stolen. Legacy is coming out. We don't know what that's about, but Harry Potter is making a resurgence. Um, Bioshock 4 is a question mark. I mean, I love the Bioshock series, so I don't know like what that's going to be. No no news on it yet. And then Elder Scrolls Six, which is... Gosh, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of AAA happening in next year. It's true. Yes. This year. Okay, so if, if you oh, want yeah. titles... Uh, uh, just going back to Marvel real quick. Okay, of course, so WandaVision is coming out right now. After that, will be followed by the release of Black Widow, which will be the Black Widow film. Uh, oh, actually, I missed something. Between then, uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier series will be on Disney+. Plus. Uh, after that, you'll get Loki, um, the film release of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Ooh, that's nice. Looking for that. So waiting. Yeah. That's, uh, oh, that's back in years. July. <laughs> yeah. After that, actually, this is a series that I'm really looking forward to. So there's the animated Marvel animated series, What If, which uh, basically they're Definitely doing looking forward to that. 22 episodes for 22 movies. Basically, all the all the previous films will get uh, one minor change changes reality. Um, and right. a lot of the actors are returning to voice their voice their character roles. I believe this will probably be the last <laughs> screen appearance of uh, of um um black panther uh uh right because oh, uh, he did he did voice t'challa, uh t'challa yeah. before oh my god passed. this is his tmnt his like transformers mm. chadwick boseman yeah. his, and uh, then uh yeah and then there's hawkeye series and it, the eternals movie uh the ms marvel <gasps> right. tv series and then the spider-man 3 film will be at the end of the year I actually so can't much. wait Holy for the Eternals because so Chloe Zhao much. is gonna be like nominated for an Oscar this year yeah. for Nomadland. She's, she's having a heck she's of a year. Like, oh, mm. up and co- like she's yeah, probably yeah. going to be the first Asian American director to win. Also, Kumail Nanjiani bod. Yeah, yeah, the Eternal bod. He got the Marvel workout bod. Oh, the bod! I was like, the bod. Um, yes, there's also quite a few fantasy properties coming out uh, this year, such as uh, Foundation, based on Asimov's Foundation novels. Now, I've never read Foundation. Sure, Rodney has. Um, but uh, I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, I'm in. There's also, I didn't even know they were doing this, but they're doing Wheel of Time, the yes. Robert Jordan novels. Right. Um, yeah, I slept on those. I was like, oh, this is coming out? Shit. 
There's also uh, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> wheel of time. Uh, I have slept on them. <laughs> indeed, uh, there, there was also um, Dune, which we all did a reaction video to uh, months ago. Now it was supposed to come out last year, end of last year, around November-ish, I believe. But because of the old Rona, I think they wanted to maximize, you know, financial profit by Left getting people fool. to go out to see it in theaters. So it's coming out October later this year. Mm-hmm. Um, this also isn't on the list, but I've been really looking forward to The Green Knight, which is kind of like my third. Gosh, is that still in post? Fantasy. What's going on with that? It's coming out July 30th. Be there Because they put out a trailer like yeah, a like year ago. Yeah, like two years ago. No, like two years two ago. Years, Something crazy like that. Ago. Yeah, a year ago. Five yeah. years ago. Sometime before Patel. the Rona. Of, and the before uh, times. And the before wow. times. Dev Patel from Slumdog Millionaire. Um, and it's cool because Avatar. like Liar. Avatar. And he, you know, he's a person of color. So it's pretty cool that they're mm. like starting, you know, like Bridgerton and all that stuff. People of color are starting to populate more traditionally like Anglo-Saxon type historical picks. I, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I think I'm it's all cool. here for it. I'm, I'm, for I'm it into it. Because it's I'm like, if you it. want to keep doing those stories in modern day, you may as well Right. Yeah, like, you know, bend reality a bit for the inclusion. Um, So that's coming out. So Dune's coming out. Um, uh, Shadow and Bone, which is also a young adult fantasy series that I have never read. I have never read it, but I'm so into it already. (laughs) It's coming out on... Where is it coming out? Shadow and Bone is coming out on Netflix. So that's... Mm -hmm. Oh, in April. So that's in a couple months. It's coming up. Yes, and then so um, close. Can also, I, yeah. Can I point out two uh, two animation things that I actually I'm, I'm really I was just looking gonna forward say. to? Yeah, uh, um, yeah. So one of them, of course, is Raya and the Last Dragon Last from Dragon. Disney, uh, right. which, which was. I have on, but... Well, I have uh, yeah, so I mean, many I, thoughts. I have thoughts. On. Yeah, it's, uh, many, you know, many it's, thoughts. <laughs> the screenwriters are Adele Lim, a Malaysian, uh, Malaysian Asian American um, um, writer Crazy Rich who Asians. wrote Crazy Rich Asians, mm-hmm. and Kui Win, who, if any of you are theater nuts, you've probably seen a production of Viet Gone because it's been Gone. produced everywhere. Oh, wait, he wrote this song. Yeah, the uh, the, the two of them Adele wrote this. So, uh, the uh, uh, and of course, I wonder um, how that went down. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I wonder what the writing room was like. Well, two different, must have been very different people. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, here's the thing, right? Uh, the, the Disney did go to great lengths to build a brain trust, much like they did mm. with Moana and some of the other mm. films. Um, there is a bit of criticism okay. in terms of the casting. Um, we should address this. That, um, though it does uh, star Kelly Marie Tran as the lead character, uh, Raya. Uh, but, uh, sorry, what? Oh, no, I, I call her K-Tran. 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 Um, um, m- many of the actors, uh, the majority of the cast are other East Asian. The next Asian. five in like billing order are East Asian. Mm. Um, they're actually all and They're East supposed Asian. to be yeah. from Except for uh, Raya. It is kind of a fictionalized, fan, you know, much like um, Moana was kind of a fictionalized fantasy uh, 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 amalgamization yeah. of, of uh, Wait, Mulan? Po- Polynesian. Yeah, right. Uh, they're, they're combining a lot of kind of influences of culture in mythology from various Southeast Asian cultures. Um, it, it is it is a tricky thing because, you know, I, I, though I I. I respect and, and it is unfortunate um it is still the hard thing of of it, it is a problem because of scarcity right if uh, uh i don't it, think it, that's it, it, it weighs are you kidding me 
it is it, it is bearing the weight of being the first, right? And that's and that's that's the scarcity hard thing. Scarcity in what? Wait, what what is scarcity? No, 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 what not not scarcity in talent. I'm saying scarcity in that it's the only project, right? This is the okay. same problem that, you know, Randall Park faced for being uh, a Korean guy playing a Taiwanese dad. There are plenty of people who could have played a Taiwanese dad. Right. Uh, there's so many things to balance because studio execs oh. want to see names. For, for talent. Fresh off the boat. Um, they want to see names. You know, yeah. they want that's to see how names. you get things yeah. green light. Yeah. Right. It's uh, it's 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 unfortunate. And here's the thing: it's like we're all going for the reality later down the line, where there are more Asian American projects that uh, you know, more people can eat, right? Yes, absolutely. We That's have the to goal. Move forward, yeah. but uh, just to wrap up the uh, fantasy uh, IPs coming out. Oh yeah. Lord of the the Rings. Lord of the Rings is coming out on Amazon. Amazon. Second Age, Silmarillions, Morgoth. Yes, Baron Eluthian. Um, yeah. Speaking of Loter, if you guys happen to browse the Tiny Three socials yesterday or today, you'll see that we have a new video out starring none other than our Earl Balon here. Balon! Playing the return of Gandalf the Grey, Angry Gandalf. I like to call it Brown Elf. But, um, you know, the brown. that's neither here nor there. Apparently <laughs> TikTok and Instagram and Facebook found it too racy to promote. Um, probably it's got some he's, edge. Yeah, it's because you're smoking, to it. smoking in this hentai. I mean, I mean hmm. you should check it out. Uh, <laughs> you should check it out. I'm literally naked in one. one yeah, one. literally <laughs> naked. Like his yeah. staff is just flopping out literally, right on camera. Literally naked. His staff is there. Yeah. yeah. But um, there was more than one staff. Yeah, right. a bear. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, Brad, it was its staff. How now, brown Round out. Round out. <laughs> but All yeah, right. so check, it, check out. it out. Give us some love. We need the views until you know TikTok gets a life and just lets us post whatever we want. Um, too much Gen Z on TikTok. I think that's what it is. But yeah. um, too many babies. I'll have to go to YouTube. But anyways, um, yeah, I think. Is that it, guys? Are we? That's yeah, it. that is that it. Our first episode for the season. Yes. So thank you, everybody, for joining us today on our um, season premiere of the third season of. I, I almost said pots and pan geekery. Of the <laughs> wish. No. Here on uh, the Geekish Network. Uh, again, we do have an entire uh, lineup of shows, including Geek Geek Beast, uh, Monday Friday. Um, two, Pots and Pan Geekery every other Tuesday, Bingeworthy on Wednesdays, Tech Nubians at 1 p.m. on Saturdays, Saturday 8 p.m. Pod Squadron, Sunday 7 p.m. Nerdtastic, and after that, um, PG and Friends playing our multiplayer game, whatever that may be for the week. Uh, so do hit us up on the socials. Uh, we are everywhere at I don't know because the change happened today. So we are going <laughs> to plug that somewhere else, maybe on Facebook. Right now, I don't even know if we're still Pan Geekery on Facebook. We're going to find out. We'll find hey, out uh, Earl, uh, what, what are you guys doing on Pots and Pan Geekery tomorrow? Yeah. So Pots and Pan Geekery tomorrow, uh, we came up with our um, our theme is Phasmophobia, which is oh. a game. That has taken Twitch by storm. So we're going to do oh. uh, several pieces, of, uh, several dishes, um, oh. uh, based on uh, pots and pan geekery. Uh, That's the, so cool. I mean, p- based on phasmophobia, um, including I'm going to tease one of them: um, a uh, charcut yure sandwich. Yure. Oh my god! Oh my god! 
god! Okay, yeah. so the premise of the game is like you're supposed to name what ghost is haunting a certain location, right. and one of them is a yure, right? Like there's different right. culture ghosts. You're mm-hmm. supposed to so it's a charcuterie? Car- charcuterie. charcuterie. Oh my god. <laughs> so we're going to do that tomorrow starting at 7 p.m. Yeah. here on the Geekish Network. That's great. Watch me and Oddball, a.k.a. Arnold, um, you know, uh, cook some stuff up. Wait, raise um, your hand if you're, you're also part of another podcast here. And okay, so so Earl, you're in Pots and Pan Geekery. Are you in anything else? Yes. Uh, nerdtastic. He's in Nerdtastic. And then Andy, you're in. Pods Quadrant. And that's it? Maybe 8 p.m. Yep. Oh, well, and you can check also these guys out if you like catch them. me and Earl as Twitch streamers uh, yes. throughout the week as well. <laughs> right. I have a lot of things coming up in this next next week. Um, I, I put like 50 new uh, merch items on the store. So check those out. Yeah. Um, Actually, what, 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 what are you doing on Nerdtastic? On Nerdtastic? So on Nerdtastic, we take we do deep dives on uh, certain geek IPs, certain geek ips. Right now, uh, this weekend, we are going to be talking about Cobra Kai. So, oh, cool. uh, there yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Andy? Um, you got something for uh, I can Squadron? say that on Saturday, we will be uh, we'll be starting to talk about the new novel High Republic, which was why I read it. Um, right. And then we'll also be doing a little bit of a recap for our favorite moments of this past season of The Mandalorian and how it will nice. lead into all of the all the things, all the Star all Wars the things, things that are coming. So much, so much. Uh, well, uh, if there's nothing else, uh, we are like, uh, we're about 20 minutes over. So we, we were I just, just that thank- good, you know, yeah. we had to keep I going. Just, what is that? I, I just want to thank everybody for being here in the chat. Uh, thank you, everybody. For the sub, thank you, uh, Queen of Spades, for the sub. How are you doing? Uh, four months in a row. Look at that. Thank you so much. Um, uh, thank you, everybody in chat. Thank you to the cast and the crew. Uh, we will be back here. Uh, same bat time, same bat channel, Mondays, 8 p.m. here on the Geekish Network. Um, and uh, next week we will be talking. Do we know what we're talking about? Oh, yeah. His Dark Materials Season 2. And, Jesus, uh, gotta watch that this week. <laughs> and WandaVision. So, uh, everybody, stay tuned. We'll see you next week. Thank you for being here. Hit us up on the socials. Follow, like, subscribe, biddies, all that stuff. And we'll see you in about a week. Biddies, 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 all right. Biddies, biddies, biddies. Show me your biddies. biddies.